Hello, and welcome to another episode of Have We Met, your weekly pop playlist. My name is Brett, and I will be your host. I will be taking you through all of the releases you need to know about for the week of August 25th, 2023. Before we get into the new music, I want to remind you, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Have We Met Pod. There is a link in the bio there that will take you through to Spotify and Apple Music, where we have a playlist that goes along with the episode. So if you're listening to an older episode, go down to the bottom. You'll see Have We Met 2023. That features every song that I've playlisted so far this year. There are 750-ish songs in that playlist. But if you're listening live, all of the songs that I feature this week are there in order. So if you want to add them to your own playlist, if you want to see the album art when we're talking about it, anything like that, I highly recommend you follow that right now and then you can follow along as we're listening. You'll also see a link to donate there. If you have PayPal and you're enjoying this show and you want to help support me in creating it, please send me a little something. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but a little bit of encouragement goes a long, long way. Before we get into talking about the new music this week, I want to check in on a couple things I mentioned last week. First of all, I have to apologize for saying that Switzerland is a Nordic country. My mom told me it's not, and I guess I just assumed Switzerland and Sweden were the same thing. <laughs> so ignore my poor geography skills. The other thing I wanted to mention is last week I talked about going to see Amanda Marshall in concert. We saw her last Wednesday at the CNE in Toronto. If you don't know what that is, it's like a sort of a festival, like a fair outside. There's rides, there's carnival games, that kind of thing. There's crazy food. I ate this. It was a sandwich. It was fried chicken with blueberry and cream cheese sauce all over it, served between two donuts. And donuts is like my absolute weakness. So that was my favorite thing. Uh, well, actually, my favorite thing was making out with Daryl on the gondola <laughs> while we rode it. And there were these two boys who, um, I don't know, are in their teens. And they saw us kissing and they they were like, oh, like pointing and shouting. And I couldn't quite tell if it was homophobic. But as somebody said to me since then, the gondola is made for making out. That's what it's for. So I'm not too concerned. Amanda Marshall was amazing. She put on a fabulous show. She's an incredible performer. She's so grounded, as in I assumed she was barefoot. And then I realized she was doing it all in heels. She feels the music in every part of her body. She was just playing the drums with her hands and just flailing around. It's my absolute favorite. She felt so connected. And her voice, oh my God, every single note was just pitch perfect. Her, just her technique and her passion, you could just feel it in every part of her body. And so, so many classic songs, but also a lot of her newer songs were really fabulous too. She had this great self-deprecating kind of humor throughout. She told this one story about going out for dinner in Toronto years ago where the waitress said she was a big fan and then she goes up to the counter and the waitress says, oh no, you don't pay here. And Amanda was like, oh, I, I can't let you do that. I have to pay for my meal. And she said, no, no, you you don't pay here. You, you pay over there. <laughs> She's probably told that story a million times and it would still be hilarious. Uh, there was another part where she said, you know, tonight we're here to share music about being better people, being kind to each other. This is not one of those songs. And then she sang a song called I Hope She Cheats On You. Uh, so anyway, if you want to check out Amanda Marshall's new album, I highly recommend it. We listened through it the other day. It's really soulful, really funky, a lot of fun. And she's just a Canadian icon and she, she deserves our love. And the next time she goes on tour, make sure you get a ticket because she is just a sensational live performer. Now, we're going to talk about some music. All right, let's do it. This week, the big news in music was that there were two ex-Disney Channel stars releasing new songs on the same day. I'm talking about Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus. We're going to start with the one that I prefer, which is Single Soon by Selena Gomez. 
Selena has been working on her third album. Well, she's calling it her third album. I think if you include her albums with the scene, it's actually her seventh album, but she is referring to it as SG3. Apparently, the album isn't quite ready yet, so she's throwing this single out to kind of help bridge the gap while fans are waiting for more music from her. On this song, she worked with a producer named Benny Blanco, who she's worked with before on Same Old Love, Kill Him With Kindness. And I was a really big fan of the Revival album, so I'm glad she's kind of hearkening back to those big pop sounds. Benny Blanco uh, was a student of Dr. Luke's, actually, and worked with him a lot on songs for Kesha, Britney Spears, and Katy Perry. But of course, uh, with Dr. Luke sort of being on the outs with most people, Benny has gone on to work as a producer on his own, working for SZA, Rihanna, and of course, Selena Gomez's ex, Justin Bieber. There was actually a rumor that Benny had shaded Selena after working with Justin on Yummy a couple years ago. There was an interview, and it was right after Selena launched her Rare Beauty skincare line. And Benny Blanco was quoted as saying, Justin's not one of those cookie-cutter pop artists. Like, you know, they're like, this is my single, and here's my makeup line. Justin's more like, yo, I have a pimple, and I have anxiety today. He's always been upfront about that stuff. So people took that as being maybe a read against Selena because of the timing mostly. But of course, I think Selena continuing to work with Benny even after that a few years later, I assume that means they're still collaborating and there's no bad blood between them, which is nice to know. And I don't think Selena is someone who hides her anxiety or her struggles with mental health. You know, if you watch her documentary, you know that's a big part of her brand now, actually. Single Soon is a song about getting ready to break up with your partner. She talks about maybe writing him a note or calling him. So, you know, you have to imagine it's not so serious. But she's talked in the chorus about trying on new dresses and outfits and being ready to go out and be single again. So let's have a listen to the new Selena Gomez. This is Single Soon. Yeah, maybe I'll just disappear. I don't want to see a tear. And the weekend's almost here. I'm picking out this dress. Trying on these shoes Cause I'll be single soon I'll be single soon I know he'll be a mess When I break the news But I'll be single soon I'll be single soon I'ma take who I wanna Stay late if I wanna I'ma do what I wanna do I'm picking out this dress Trying on these shoes While that was playing, all I could think about was the time we saw Selena in concert in Winnipeg on the Revival Tour. And she went into this kind of Spanish-themed section, and these giant red balloon roses started blooming on the side of the stage. And they just looked like the stage was covered in giant buttholes. (laughs) Probably not the intended effect, but I uh, did have a lot of fun at that show, and I still wear my Selena Gomez t-shirt all the time. Actually, you know how your phone will make you a... uh, folder of all the photos you have of one person my phone has a folder of every single picture of me wearing that shirt um so it thinks selena is one of my friends and and i think she is we go way back another reason i wanted to play that song first is because breakup themes or relationship issues seem to be the through line in a lot of the music that we're going to play today So if you're going through the end of a little summer fling, you've got an entire new soundtrack for that to take you through it. So don't worry, you're not alone. Now let's chat about the other Disney girl who put out a song this week. Uh, It is called Used to Be Young, and it's so blatantly about Miley growing up in the public eye on the Disney Channel that she wears a Mickey Mouse t-shirt in the video. In talking about the song, Miley said it was written two years ago at a time where she felt really misunderstood. 
She also said this is a song that she could perfect forever, and although her work is done, the song will continue to write itself every day. The fact that it remains unfinished is a part of its beauty, and that is my life at this moment, unfinished yet complete. I really like that. You know, as an artist, when you're creating something, it's hard to know sometimes when it's finished, when you're done with it, when you're ready to share it with everyone. But Miley said that she's been painting a sonic picture over the last 18 months and feels that this is uh, another step forward in that direction. I'm a big fan of the Endless Summer Vacation album that came out this spring. It seems a lot of people kind of took flowers and that was it. But I love rose-colored lenses and violet chemistry. And there was a rumor that this album would be expanded on even when it came out. The interesting thing about this is typically when an artist does, you know, a deluxe version or a a bonus edition, the new songs are either at the very beginning or at the very end. On this album, she for some reason has put Used to Be Young as track four, which I didn't really think too hard about. But then my partner Daryl said, but we have the vinyl and like now are the tracks out of order? (laughs) So that's something to ponder for sure. I'm not sure what, what I think about that. Used to be young is definitely more on the kind of acoustic, more rock side for Miley, which isn't necessarily my favorite thing from her. But I think it makes sense, you know, in a song where she's looking back at herself as a younger person. She mentions in the chorus, I used to be crazy. And it seems like she's more referencing her 2013 twerking, tongue sticking out kind of uh, controversial phase, let's say. And I know a lot of people think of that when they first think of Miley. But we know she's a really extremely talented and gifted artist in a lot of ways and that she has a really unique place in the industry. She's decided she's not going to tour anymore. She doesn't like to feel isolated out on the road. You know, she said going out and playing for 100,000 people and then ending up alone in your hotel room is just a really difficult thing to reconcile, which I can totally appreciate. Not that she'll never tour again, but just that right now it's not what's best for her. Let's have a little listen to Used to Be Young. Turns out open bars lead to broken hearts and gone way too far. You know how Joni Mitchell re-recorded a bunch of her older music when she was much older, you know, her voice was much gruffer. It was called Both Sides Now when she had actually seen both sides. I can picture Miley one day when she is like ready to retire from music, singing used to be young and it being really poignant and really moving. I think I'm having a little bit of trouble resonating in with it right now because I still feel really young personally, and I also, Miley's younger than I am. I understand why it's important to her. You know, she's been in the public eye since she was so young. She's grown up in front of our eyes, and, you know, and people always have ideas about how she should be living, what she should be doing. And they probably also view her in that one way and, and won't let her grow past that. So to see her do a more serious song, something introspective, Uh, A song that Adele says she really likes, you know, that's the kind of thing that the general public maybe maybe needs to see from her to let her move forward. But personally, I love tongue sticky outy twerking era Miley. (laughs) So why don't we take it to the dance floor? I told you a lot of our songs this week are about breakups. Our next one was written at a time when this artist was going through a breakup professionally as well as personally. Her real name is Leah Mason, but now she goes by the stage name Mink, M-I-N-K-E. 
She started out as a blues singer, but eventually said she felt like she was pretending to be something she wasn't. She looked out into the crowd and she saw all these like bikers and she just thought, why am I singing about this experience that isn't really mine anymore? So she moved on to more of a pop project with blues influences. She said she wanted to take her roots because that's in her DNA, but then make it true to actually what her lived experience was. For this song, she's teamed up with a man named Ben B-Rock Rutner, who you might know as one half of the production duo The Knox, responsible for last year's slow song with Dragonette, my favorite song of 2022. Holiday 87 is B-Rock's production name by himself. A few years ago, he was working on some material that was meant to be for the next Knox album, but it was just a little more abstract and didn't really fit in with their kind of bombastic pop sound. So he started Holiday 87 as a side project. I told you this is a song about Mink breaking up with her personal and professional life all at once, and it's supposed to serve as a mantra to help her move forward, which apparently it did because she is now dating actress and model Cara Delevingne. And interestingly enough, for the official visualizer for this song called Break, Cara Delevingne shot the visuals. So let's have a listen. This is one of my favorite new songs of the week. It's really upbeat, but it has that crying on the dance floor kind of feel. Let me know what you think of Break. I love a dance song that has those lush elements, the strings in the background. It really rounds out the soundscape and makes it, you know, sometimes electronic music can feel like it's robotic or a little cold, right? And that really warms it up and brings it into a more emotional place, which a song about breaking up, moving on, you know, it kind of needs that melancholy feeling, right? And so I really love how that kind of comes through. It's got a really nice build to it. It's a four minute long song. Wow, that never happens anymore. I highly recommend you check that one out. I'm a big fan. There's a lot of really interesting artists working behind the scenes on that one. I mentioned that The Knox has worked with Dragonette, and that is actually what's going to bring me to our next song. It's by another Canadian artist and by a production team called Digital Farm Animals, who worked with Dragonette on the song Tokyo Nights back in 2018. Now, the songwriter behind Digital Farm Animals is a man named Nick Hale, and he has written some of my favorite songs of all time. Be the One by Dua Lipa, for example. But today we're going to talk about his work on the new Charlotte Cardin album. If you're not familiar with Charlotte, she is from Montreal. She became a professional model at the age of 15 and has since participated on the French-Canadian version of The Voice, which I didn't even realize there were shows in Montreal that we don't get anywhere else, but I guess that makes sense. I um, assumed a Canada-wide voice would be a you know, Canada-wide thing, but Charlotte's sophomore album, 99 Nights, was released on Friday. Her first album was released in 2021, and last year she won four Juno Awards, Album of the Year, Pop Album of the Year, Artist of the Year, and Song of the Year. I had not heard of her until my friend Josh went to her concert and tagged her on Instagram, and I am in love with her voice. It's really got that raspy kind of emotional quality where you really believe everything that she's singing 
And that's what I want in a, a really personal album like this. She said she wrote it actually about a time where she was going. She wasn't sure if her and her boyfriend were going to stay together. A lot of these songs were written for her to escape from her reality, where she thought it was the end of their relationship and wasn't sure what their path forward was going to be. That is a really brave statement to make publicly. It is something I think a lot of people don't really talk about. You know, relationships can be work. They can be difficult. You can have low points. But they decided to stay together. And actually, the album cover is a photo of her sitting naked at the table. And apparently her boyfriend took it on the day that they decided to stay together. Okay, well, I'm kind of crying now. <laughs> so the song that I'm going to play for you is actually the title track from the album. It's called 99 Nights. It was written with Charlotte and Nick Hale of Digital Farm Animals. And it's folky, but it has that undercurrent of pulse with the percussion that is what brings the energy for me and gives it the pop sensibility that I always crave. Have a listen to 99 Nights. used to listen to a lot of folk music and there's something nostalgic about hearing that but in a really fresh light I really enjoy her a lot I know uh, I ask for donations a lot on this show not only to help me pay for music but uh, to pay for my groceries (laughs) but this week if you'd like to donate something Charlotte is going to be in Toronto on February 15th uh, and I would accept a concert ticket as a tip just um, just gonna put that out there you know If you don't ask for what you want, you'll never get it, right? (laughs) So if you like the sound of that song or of Charlotte's voice, I highly recommend you check out her new album, 99 Nights. It's really easy to just put it on and let it play through. Songs like Confetti, Jim Carrey, and Looping I've been listening to already. They are all on my Have We Met 2023 master playlist. So as a reminder, go to Instagram, follow me at Have We Met Pod, check the link in the bio, and you can find this week's playlist, and you can also find my overall 2023 playlist on Spotify. Sorry, Apple Music fans, but I'm a Spotify girl. Spotify, if you want to sponsor me, just let me know. I have already had like three of my besties switch over to Spotify. Like I said, a lot of these songs this week are about breakups or relationship dynamics shifting. And I don't know if that's intentional, that they're all being released right now. I I understand, you know, some people have summer flings, some people have summer love. Danny and Sandy had summer nights. But I thought that the whole point of winter was like, that's when you, what do they call it, cuffing season? That's when you cuddle up, you have someone to keep you warm, you have someone to spend those long, cold nights with. But I mean, I guess you have to break up with your summer fling in order for you to find your winter cuddle buddy. I guess that makes sense. So let's listen to another breakup song, shall we? (laughs) I mentioned last week that I've been playing a lot of music from Australia. I don't know what's going on in the pop scene there right now, but they just really seem to be getting it. This next one is coming to us from a woman named Matilda Pearl. I read a hilarious interview with her where she talked about how her mom named her after a dolphin. I guess they lived on the ocean. They loved going swimming with these animals, humpback whales, dolphins. And she apparently said, when our daughter is born, I'm going to name her after the first dolphin that I swim with. And then the first dolphin she swam with was named Fingers. (laughs) 
She didn't think that was an appropriate name for a, a little girl, but the next dolphin she swam with was named Matilda. So she's named after a dolphin, which I love. Personally, I'm named after famed hockey player Brett Hull. Somehow I feel like Matilda is probably more like a dolphin than I am like a famous NHL player. <laughs> Um, Matilda's song is called Done With Boys. Matilda's quite young. I think she's 21 right now. And she hasn't released a full album yet, though she has released a handful of singles since 2020. She cites Kylie, Jamiroquai, and Dua Lipa as major influences, and I am obsessed with that combination. When asked to describe her sonic style, she says she uses glittery synths, funky guitar lines, and big bass lines that you can't help but dance to. I'm going to play you the chorus of Done With Boys and see if you can pick any of those sonic trademarks out. just tell those little la la la's are going to get caught in my head. And the other thing I really love about that is because that post-chorus chant has, uh, I'm going to love myself uh, thanks to you. Singing the la uh, part of love makes that all feel really intentional. And I think that's really smart. I'm looking at the song credits for that on Spotify right now. And her full name, get ready for this, Matilda Pearl Margaret McNamara Muir. That's a lot of dolphins. really hope you're having as much fun out there as I am doing this. There are, considering how many breakup songs we're playing this week, I find a lot of them have this energy of how they'll be better off, kind of, without this guy that's uh, that's dragging them down, or this person that's dragging them down. The next song is the only one on this list, I would say, where... The struggle is that she wants to be more official with this guy. And I think that difference in the approach is actually a part of the reason why I've chosen this song as my song of the week. The song comes to us from an act called Revenge Wife. Her real name is Liz Nistico, and she was making music with a man named Louis Diller for about eight years under the band name Holy Child. They separated musically in 2020, and she's been working solo as Revenge Wife ever since. Her concept for the name was that she thinks being successful is the best kind of revenge, and doing it for yourself is the best way to do it. So she's her own revenge wife, kind of. In talking about this song, it's called Boyfriend. She said, I wish I could say that it's sarcastic or I was keeping my cool when I wrote it. But the truth is, I'm a romantic at heart. I love love. There are so many emotions mixed up in longing. And I think lyrically, it's very present in this song. Now, as soon as I read I love love, I was like, yes, this is why I'm connecting with this song. It's optimistic. It's hopeful. Yes, it's a little bit desperate, maybe. But I think all... You know, if you're a romantic at heart, all you really want is someone to be there for you, care about you, uh, want to be with you. And so I totally relate to that feeling. And uh, it takes me back to my my single days a little bit, too. Her voice is really interesting. It's uh, unlike anything else I've really heard. And this song also has a middle eight where she kind of chants in another language. And it's really unclear kind of what she's saying. But, you know, I think based on the information we have, we can probably figure it out. So let's have a listen to my song of the week. This is Boyfriend by Revenge Wife.
talking about this song, Liz mentioned that she sees it as a song that a lot of people should be like kind of singing along to in a big crowd. And as the music she's making now is a bit less alternative than what she was making with Holy Child, she wanted to wait a little bit before putting it out because she thought it was such a big shift in uh, the music she was making and she wasn't sure if people would be ready for it. But I got to tell you, I'm ready for it. I think it's so cool. I think she has one of those voices you could hear And if you know her, you know it's her instantly. And I think in music, especially now, when the landscape is so saturated, having that signature sound is invaluable. Totally. And speaking of people with signature sounds, our next song was produced by Kate Trinata. We listened to a song produced by Kate Trinata last week. I'm going to play you a clip of it, and then I'm going to play you this new one. And I'm going to see if you can tell what production traits he often goes back to. But before I play this for you, we have to chat a little bit about the artist. Her name is Victoria Monet. She put out her second album on Friday. It is called Jaguar 2. You guessed it. Her debut was called Jaguar. Jaguar had a song on it called Experience that was produced by S.G. Lewis, one of my absolute favorites. And she has written songs for Ariana Grande, including winning a Grammy for writing Seven Rings and Thank You Next. She has this gorgeous R&B sort of sensual style. This is a really, really sexy song. It's a little raunchy, so, you know, cover your ears if you're uh, opposed to that. But before I play All Right for You, let's have a listen to the Kitchenata song we listened to last week, Unfamiliar by Amaka. I think the main thing that sticks out for me when I hear a Kenshinata production is that syncopated hi-hat. So listen in this Victoria Monet song for that symbol. hear what I was trying to tell you that little kind of on the upbeat instead of the downbeat it's a little more um sporadic in that song than it is in the unfamiliar song where it's a bit more steady but yeah you can totally hear that Katrinata stamp all over it and I also want to just say that I assume that the song being called all right being a little sexy being an R&B little number is it's got to have some Janet influence in it don't you think always almost always (laughs) Victoria moved to L.A. to pursue music, and that is something she has in common with our next artist, whose name is Madeline Bailey. Though on Spotify, you can find her under just her first name, Madeline. On this song, she is credited as both, which makes me believe she probably wants to become a a one-name-only superstar at some point. And based on this album, I think she might be able to get there one day. This album is called Hollywood Dead. And when she talked about it, she was mentioning how, you know, we all have thought getting that new job or or changing our name or moving to a new city would be the start of something brand new. But when she moved to L.A. from Wisconsin, she realized all of her same fears and insecurities went there with her. As, you know, someone who moved to Vancouver after high school and then New York after that and then back to Winnipeg and now Toronto, I totally, totally understand that of um, the idea that somewhere else, you'll be someone else. And maybe when you're on vacation, you can be. But when you're there to live your life fully, it's uh, it's a little harder to keep up that charade. You know what I mean? You kind of come back to yourself, regardless of whether you want to or not. 
And so her album is called Hollywood Dead and is supposed to represent the death of that concept, you know, just because I'm somewhere else doesn't mean I'm someone else. And I need to let go of that idea, which I think as a concept album title is really interesting and quite relatable for someone like me. The song is called Petals, and it has this great undercurrent of like this almost dark energy. There's this guitar riff. And one of the first lines of the chorus is something about death metal. And so I think giving it that grungy undercurrent weights it, even though her voice is really air thin. It's um, it's really light and it kind of floats over this. We've talked about this before, right? Where the vocal's really light, but the music is really heavy and it kind of finds that nice balance. And in keeping with our breakup anthem theme, it's about flower petals. You know, he loves me, he loves me not, basically. But it's not quite as cliche as all that. Have a listen. This is Madeline Bailey and Petals. They're calling me crying, you wanted me back, say It's in the past, you're a better man So this will be different, but this isn't that Screaming in my head, death metal Rip my heart right down the middle Yeah, you're picking me I love that grungy little backbeat underneath, just that soundscape supporting her, uh, probably her inner turmoil while she's trying to sound a little bit more cool and collected on top. I actually, I think I'm going to give Madeline my award for artwork of the week. I love the cover of this album and the concept of the album is really speaking to me too. It's her towering over Hollywood, like kind of a race car track design of it, but with the Hollywood sign in the back modified to say Hollywood dead and she looks gorgeous in it it's this gorgeous red color it's very evocative and again you know the idea of the Hollywood sign might seem a little cliche but to put a twist on something that we all know you know the same as she did with the lyrics in that song maybe that's her thing I I really think that she's got some fresh ideas and something for us to latch on to so Madeline I support you in dropping your last name I think If there's one Madeline we should know, well, other than Madeline Addison, I guess, from Glamorous on Netflix, uh, it's you, baby. Great job. I uh, I love that song a lot. We've only got a time to talk about a couple more songs this week. Um, It's crowded, and I know it's a lot to get through. I hope you're still with me. And if you need a little boost of energy, well, this next song is just the one for you. It is coming to us from Norwegian producer Matoma. It is apparently inspired by 90s rave culture and emotional house music. It features a vocal that is uncredited on Spotify, which is very strange, actually. Um, But after doing a little bit of digging, the song was co-written with a woman named Sasha Marie Taylor. And she goes just, again, by one name, just Sasha. She only has one song on Spotify, but it's a bop, and I listened to it, and this vocal sounds very similar. Matoma is best known for his song with the Vamps called All Night, which is reaching, I think it's at 800 million streams on Spotify, so might be joining the Billion Club sooner or later. My favorite song of his is False Alarm, which, now that I'm thinking of it, also features an uncredited vocal by house music legend Becky Hill. Jordan, if you're listening, I know you love her. I love her too, but now I'm starting to wonder if there's something in Matoma's like recording contract that prevents him from naming these artists specifically, which... 
If it is, I would be really, I don't know, a little turned off, truly. These people are contributing. They're just as relevant. They're the voice we hear. I want to know their name. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's all beside the point. Bittersweet is the name of this song. And I know when a relationship is coming to the end, it's easy to focus on everything that went wrong, all of the bad things. But it can be really comforting to look back and think about what made it so good in the first place and what made you want to stick around, you know. And I think that's what Bittersweet is about. And Matoma, again, said that this is a crying on the dance floor anthem, one of my favorite genres of music, truly. And he talked about how emotional house music from the 90s has been making a big comeback and being a big influence for him. So I think you can really hear that come across. Have a listen. This is Bittersweet, Matoma and an uncredited Sasha. Matoma said he didn't actually necessarily set out to create kind of an emotional song, but the nature of a lot of those 90s songs he was listening to just sort of supported that and led him in that direction. It's really quite beautiful, but I do hope it got you moving a little bit too. We only have time to talk about two more songs today, and I want to get right to it. Our next one I'm really excited about, actually. I've talked before about how sometimes you'll go on an artist's website, and the only thing there is a link to their Instagram, and there's no real info about what they're about, where they came from, where they're going, anything like that. And you're just sort of left to kind of figure out a lot on your own. And when you're doing something like this, it's 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 kind of difficult. So I was really pleasantly surprised when I went to Kayla Hope's website and I found this. Kayla Hope is a distillation of what makes pop such a potent force. At times, pop music can feel cold, anonymous, and one-dimensional, but Kayla is a diligent student of pop, showcasing its sonic versatility, raw power, and ability to be a refuge for marginalized communities. Ooh, man. Again, I'm going to read the book of her life one day. That is so beautiful. Kayla, who spells her name C-H-A-Y-L-A, is queer, has worked as a drag queen, and she also worked at a vinyl pressing plant in her hometown of Cleveland. There is a video of her on Instagram where she presses her own album on vinyl, which is really cool. What an amazing full circle moment for her, right? The other thing that I really love about this song is its length. It's exactly three minutes and 30 seconds long, which I think is the perfect pop song length. Not too long, not too short, enough time to take you on a bit of a journey. The song is called BFM. Uh, Take a second, see if you can guess what that stands for when we're talking about you know, breakups and relationships coming to an end, that kind of thing. And I'll play it for you and we can see if you guessed correctly. Okay, did you guess right? Did you guess BFM stood for bad for me? It's okay, I didn't either the first time I listened to it. 
Wow, right? What range? Something I've been noticing in a lot of the songs this week is that the chorus is just a bit sunk in talk through a lot of them. You know, there's not a big step up. And I think that's because, you know, now people want to be able to just put on an album. They don't want it to be distracting. They kind of want this background sort of music. But for me, I love a big chorus. I love a big melody. And she obviously has the voice to really give you that power. And so when she pops it up there, it's really satisfying. I like that song a lot. Her deluxe album... Uh, just came out in June, I think. So if she's already working towards a second album, I know she said in February that she has an entire album full of songs ready to go. So I'm going to be paying very close attention to what Kayla Hope is doing going forward. And that brings us to our final song. Before I play the last song for you, I just want to say thank you again for being on this journey with me, discovering all this new music with me. I hope you learned something today. I hope you found your new favorite song. And uh, if you didn't, well, you'll just have to tune in again next week. As a reminder, you can always follow on um, Instagram at Have You Met Pod. The link in the bio is there for the podcast on both Apple Music and Spotify. The playlist on both Apple Music and Spotify. My overall 2023 playlist on Spotify with 750 songs. And a link to donate if you have PayPal. If you don't have PayPal and you'd like to send me a little something, you can always message me, ask for my email, and you can shoot me an e-transfer Every little bit uh, goes towards making this all possible. So thank you again for being on this journey with me. I'm having so much fun. Uh, We talked about big choruses and big melodies, and that's why I've saved this song for last. I was actually debating making this my song of the week. It comes to us from a New Jersey artist named Frawley. She talks about loving pop music and alternative R&B, but she also likes to pay homage to her Irish heritage in her music. This is another one that has those sing-talky kind of verses, but then when the chorus hits, she really goes melodic with it. It was really catchy. It was one of those songs that before the final chorus even hit, I was already singing along to it. And that's always a great sign for me the first time I'm listening to a song. I was already learning the words, already knew how it went. That's a great melody and a great lyric all wrapped up in one. This is a lot of things that make me excited about pop music, and that's why I wanted to save it for the very last one. She said it's about a toxic-ass situationship that she could not make her way out of. But apparently she finally did, and she gave us this banger to go along with it. Check this out. This is my favorite chorus of the week. This is Figure You Out by Frawley. Ooh, what you do to me is nothing What a great song. I, I love that voice. I love the dramatics of it all. You know, you're going to write me a breakup anthem. It better be a little dramatic. That's those are big feelings, you know. Uh, in talking about the song on social media, she had one piece of advice and it was girls. If he wanted to, he would. So I'm going to leave you with that today. If you're going through a little a romantic decline at the end of your summer, just know that there is hope for you. There is a bright future ahead. And if you want to meet the one for you, well, then you can't be dating someone else, right? (laughs) 
We have made it to the end of another episode of How We Met. I thank you again so much for listening. If you have any questions for me, always feel free to shoot me a DM. I love chatting music. If you had a favorite song this week, if there's a song you loved this week that I didn't play, well, first check the playlist. It might be there. I featured the new version of Bulletproof with Rue and Chromio. There's another dance song by Joel Corey. And there's a few other picks this week that I just didn't have enough time to play. But if you uh, can bring something new to my attention, maybe I'll play it for you next week. If you have a moment, I would love for you to rate the podcast, share it on your social media, do whatever you can to help me gain some following here. I'd appreciate any support you can offer me. If you post me in your story, just tag me and I will be sure to reshare it. Thank you again so, so much. I will see you next week. And uh, it was so nice to meet you. 